if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're with Alana and... Jay. (laughs) And today we're talking LinkedIn 101. So if you are a naughty girl like me, you may have a LinkedIn account. Points for that, I'm taking them. And maybe points deducted if, like me, you have failed to use LinkedIn to its advantage. Apparently there is some. Jade's going to go on and tell us about it. I have set mine up and it's my living LinkedIn resume, which is what a lot of people do. But apparently there's some really cool ways you can leverage your personal profile um, alongside your business's LinkedIn page. So that's what we're going to cover today. Now, little disclaimer, we've already covered choosing social media platforms in our episode five. So if you're not sure if LinkedIn is even for you or if you're at that stage yet, highly recommend press and pause and heading back over to number five to check it out. So, Miss McCauley, who's on LinkedIn and why should we be there? Okay, so most people already know, but for those who don't, LinkedIn is a business networking social media platform. So we have, um, you know, ones like Facebook and Instagram where we connect with friends and family and stay up to date on what our favorite brands and stuff are doing and that type of thing. Um, Whereas LinkedIn is for, it's basically like you're, you know, going to a business networking event, except it's online. I'm just imagining everyone rocking up to their computers with like a little name tag, like, (laughs) hello, my name is Stacey. Well, these days with like Zoom things and all that type of stuff, we actually have been doing networking (laughs) meetings online. So, Um, but yes, LinkedIn is definitely a place where it's a professional audience And, you know, the benefit there is that it is about promoting your professional brand, whether that's just for you personally. um, And that's something that, you know, is obviously of interest to people who own businesses or are the face of their business. But then also just, you know, for your own career development and progression and stuff like that, too. And then obviously it does have brand or company pages as well. And so it's another place for you to position your brand, market your brand um, and yeah, get seen, get known. So you highly recommend having both. Yes, I do. So a personal profile will be for example, Alana Brake. So it's not like having a personal profile on Facebook where my business world and my personal world don't want to keep them separate. Yeah, exactly. So you, for you, you know, your LinkedIn is your professional brand as Alana Brake, you know, why are you laughing you at do? me? No, I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> You're, you're like, you do Marcoms, but you're also like business stuff. I don't know. So as you are, <laughs> I'll break. But then, um, so that's your personal profile and people can connect to Alana Break mm-hmm. then. Um, and then you have the company pages. Um, so that would be, for example, the Rebel Nation company page. Yes. And that works the same way that Facebook does where you like or follow the company page to um, stay up to date on what they're posting about sort of thing. Yeah. LinkedIn have um, does have the option where you can actually change it on your profile so that instead of um, there being a connect button, there's a follow button. So if you don't want people to um, immediately connect with you, if you would prefer you know, and a lot of like, say, bigger, high profile business people, you know, think of like Mark Zuckerberg and shit like that. Yeah. They don't have a connect, you know, they don't promote connecting with them. They have where you can follow. So it's the difference, like, 
using Facebook as a reference point. Um, it's the difference between like friending someone is mm-hmm. the same as connecting, yes. whereas following is like following a person. I see their, yeah, yeah, exactly. I see their content, but I'm not actually on their list of connections. So, so you're not really friends with Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> oh. oh, no, me and Zuck go way back. Oh, I'm right. just using that for other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, and the benefit, so even though LinkedIn is a professional business networking space Mm -hmm. um what quite actually the most common behaviors on there is that we actually interact with and engage more with content from people so it's actually more of a people to people network right even though it's for business networking whereas you think of like for example facebook and insta where we're there in a social context Mm -hmm. so we're there for friends and family and stuff like that it's really, really common to follow um, brand pages. Yep. Like seeing company, co- you know, content from companies and stuff like that is complete. And we interact and we engage and we jump into their competitions and we share their content and all that sort of shit. And we head over to the shop and buy their products. Yeah, so yeah. it's really, really, even though it's the social place, it's actually where we interact with businesses a lot. Yeah. Whereas on LinkedIn, people don't really follow company pages too much. Yeah. And so you might have some big ones, you know, like BMA and that type of thing where people, a lot of people will follow them. Even like local council pages Mm -hmm. um, will have, you know, more followers than than the average sort of thing. But, you know, even some really good local businesses you'll see might only have like, say, 50 followers on LinkedIn because, and it's not a, it's not a um, comment on, on how they're managing their socials. It's just because it's not as common of a behavior for us to do that. Whereas, yeah, it, it's the business um, networking place, but we prefer to interact with other people. So. Right. So it's more where our business peers or colleagues interact and share information between each other. Yeah, 100%. And it's, so that's where, um, you know, the benefit of having both though is that for your personal profile, when you're putting when you're posting content as Alana break, mm-hmm. then that's going to have more cut through. You're more likely to show up in news feeds than company pages right then rebel nation would be so if we're advertising a new position at rebel nation rebel will obviously share that because mm-hmm. that's a part of the business but if i was to share that on that would hey give guys, us way more reach and engagement yes 100 percent. but the reason we still want a company page is because first of all you can link your profile to your company page so it means that when someone looks at your profile like your job history you've got like a nice little logo there from the company page and you can click through to the company page yeah um but it's also because linkedin has incredible seo okay so linkedin are kind of known for um you know lots of people sign up for linkedin profiles and then i think one of the reasons why they don't generally go back is because they then get bombarded with emails from LinkedIn, which you can actually change your settings so that you pull all that back and they have gotten better, but they're very good at push notifications. So that means that they sort of send stuff to you to entice you to click on the link and go to LinkedIn to check out whatever it is that they've emailed you about. And because they get all those clicks and stuff, they've got really good SEO. So if someone was searching, you know, for your business not in the LinkedIn platform because their search is kind of shit depending on what level you're Just on. Just like in Google. But if they're looking in Google, then there's a really good chance that your LinkedIn company page will show up as like, say, one of the top three, maybe four listings. So having it optimized from a search perspective is still really useful because then if I was having a stalk of your business and through Google, I go to your LinkedIn company page, 
I see what you're about and I also see some of your recent posts yeah. to see what's happening in your business. I'm still finding out about you. It's just that it wasn't through my LinkedIn newsfeed. Cool. So sidebar question that I generally don't know. When your staff are connected to your business page on LinkedIn, from the business page, can you see who works there? Like obviously yes. you can yeah. see that Alana works at Rebel, but can Rebel see? If they're connected up. Right. So for example, we've just been going through and implementing this in our business because marketing people are shit at marketing themselves. And we had <laughs> some people who didn't even have a LinkedIn profile. Um, so we've just started getting everyone's tidied up. But the overall point of doing that is so that if someone was to go to the Rebel Nation company page, there's a thing there where it says, see who works here. Yeah. Or it'll if you've got connections, it'll say, um, Alana Break and others work here. And you can click and then get a list of LinkedIn profiles for the people who actually work at that organization. And so again, if that's looking all professional and you know you can see people's qualifications, background, history, all yeah. that type of stuff, then it's just adding to the credibility um, of that business. Definitely, and that's gonna benefit the business, whether they're going for tenders, new jobs, mm-hmm. um, lead gen, that kind of stuff. And even if you're hiring, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like if you're if you're um, looking at a potential business to work there, that's you know, it's not just that the business will stalk potential people that they're hiring, but those potential employees will also stalk the business. Yeah. Because you want to get a sense of where you're gonna, you know, what the people are about, what the business is about and if, if it's gonna be a good fit for you. Yeah. And if everyone's been working there for like ten years, then that's like all green lights, no red yeah. flags. So that's really cool. Awesome. Okay, so how do we set them up? Any red flags, anything out of the ordinary that we need to know? Yeah, so LinkedIn is obviously a lot like creating an account on anything else, like Facebook, that sort of stuff. It leads you through the prompts of how to create it. But some tips that sort of, you know, that don't appear in those prompts for your individual profile. So definitely need a headshot. Um, Having a photo on your profile goes a long way towards your credibility because being faceless um, doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. In Definitely someone. not on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, is this even a legit person? Um, and in that headshot, you know, in that that um, profile pic. Sorry, I recommend using a headshot because you do want something where you can clearly see your face. So some people will put like a photo of their business, or I mean, God, some people even set up LinkedIn personal profiles for their as their company. And you're just like, no, dude, that's just you like being a business, like being corporate in a bunch of normal people saying, hey, will you be friends with my business? No, I won't be friends with your business, (laughs) freako. But also equally important, like when I said about making it like, you know, you want to be a nice clear shot of your face so people can see you. You know, P.S., there's nothing wrong with the way you look. It is the way that you look. There's nothing wrong with putting that out there. Yeah. Is that... It's, you know, it's obviously it's good for recognition and stuff like that as well with people you do and don't know. Like, oh, is this the right Alana break that I knew from Hastings or whatever it was? Yeah, there's like five Alana breaks and you can see who's who. Yeah. Um, but it's also just remembering it is a professional network. Yeah. So while like we're in marketing, so we get a fair amount of leeway. Like we could do something fairly stupid with our profile pic and I feel like that would be fine. But for most people, just think about what you're putting in there. Like, and... It used to be a long time ago this was really common, but I still see it every now and then where people will have like a cut out photo of like where they're trying to crop other people out of the pic. So you see like other people's like hands and hair and stuff or like I've actually seen like wedding photos as well where people have used their, which is, you know, wedding day, you look very different 
to how you do on other days, mainly because of the tux or wedding dress that you're wearing. So <laughs> You mean not everyone gets an updo for work every day? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe the fancy hair is fine and the wedding makeup, but honestly, the wedding dresses and the tuxes, big no-no for your LinkedIn profile or like ones where they've, you know, they're holding their kid or something like that. Like, unless you were... Working in childcare. Yeah, that child might care. be okay. Yeah. Even then, it's your kid. Do you really want them in your profile? Yes. I don't know. Like, everyone's got a different opinion. of. I'm not a parent, so I can't really weigh in on it. But just having a nice, clear headshot of you where you can see your face and it looks like you sounds simple, but it, it just not everyone does it. So please do that. And when in doubt, enlist a professional. Get a <laughs> photographer. They do some wonderful jobs. And if you're concerned about... How you look because we do get a little attached. I hate my neck. <laughs> there we go. Everyone has their thing that they don't Everyone like about themselves. So express that with your photographer and they know how to use Photoshop in a way that won't look like they've used Photoshop. So they can like tidy that up without it being a glamour shot or a mug shot or a wedding shot. So I can get Fee to like tidy up my neck for me? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe you should do that. If that's what you want, babe. <laughs> so the next part that you come down to is, oh, you've got your contact information, which is fairly straightforward. But it's again, it's one of those things of like making sure that everything is filled out because if someone was trying to contact you, yeah. don't make it hard for them to get that information. And the more fields you have filled out, better SEO? Yes, yes, that is overall for the whole profile. Um, pretty much, there's you'll notice like there's a lot of different sections that you can add in. That doesn't mean that you have to add in all of them. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do, like if you were on Rotary or a chamber committee or um, if you helped organize a fun run or a um, pink, um, what do you call them? Pink ribbon day or something? Yeah, I was going to say pink breast day. <laughs> I'm like, that is not what that is called. <laughs> um, you know, one of those, if you've done any of that sort of volunteer stuff, fill it out in the volunteer section. Like, yeah. you know, all of that stuff is relevant. It builds a complete profile of who you are. Um, and the more, it's like anything, the more sections you fill out, the more relevant terms and everything you have in there, the more searchable you are. So it's, it's good for your SEO as far as people being able to find you. And then it's also good for user experience. So if I was going to look at Alana's profile and she just has like the bare minimum of, you know, a bit of job history that practically looks like a resume and then, you know, nothing else, that's not really giving a sense of who Alana is. Like, you know, Alana's involved in a lot of things. She does a lot of things. She's an interesting person, but her, her LinkedIn profile looks, you know, dollars dishwater then that's not really going to engage or inspire me we might need to add mine into workflow <laughs> especially before this goes live don't go searching it people <laughs> just in case we haven't got there yet um but yes so yes definitely for that as much as you can for seo and user experience so sorry back to contact under contact we've then got the about section which used to be summary and that a lot of people don't fill that out or they fill it out in like a third person sort of really corporate -y way <laughs> and they just reiterate what their job history is. Alana is a conscientious worker <laughs> and enjoys writing social media strategies. There you go. Done. <laughs> no, that's not what we want. Um, so, you know, I, I think most people have heard about the fact of like storytelling is a really big thing in marketing. You know, everyone has their story and being able to um, communicate to other people why you do what you do, like how how did you get interested in, in it, why do you stay there, um, what do you find interesting about the work that you do, your clients, all that type of stuff. Yeah. 
that's the sort of stuff you can't necessarily just get from a job history. No. And that's, you know, your about section is just that chance to inject some personality in there. Um, and, and everyone, you know, uses it different. I've seen one that was like a haiku poem. It was so <laughs> clever. Um, but, you know, that was that was her brand. That was who she was sort yeah. of thing. You know, it's it's if you're someone who doesn't, who is quite succinct, you know, a rambler like I am, yeah. if you keep things short and simple that that's that's your about like your about should be short and simple too because that's who you are and what you're about whereas if you're me and you tell 50 million stories and anecdotes about everything all the time then if you went to my LinkedIn profile you would see it's the story of how I got into marketing yeah um sort of thing so it is that chance for someone to get to know you you know get to know your story get to know a bit about you in a professional sense obviously and sometimes it can be nice to put a bit of a personal injection in there though too like um, you know, outside of work, I really want to write a novel. I mean, I know that's sort of still a professional goal for some people, but to me, it's a very personal thing sort of yeah. thing. So that's something that I might, you know, I could pop in there. Or like some people say, like, when I'm not, you know, at work, um, then I really enjoy bobsledding with my family and my five-year-old chihuahua. That's very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then next you've got the actual job history. So your job listing is not your resume. So you don't need to put in, I mean, not that you put everything on your resume, but you don't need to put in every single job that you've had. You can just put what you think is relevant. But remembering too, like if you're in HR and you're now a business owner, that doesn't mean that your HR experience wasn't um, valuable to get you where you are today. It's relevant to what you're doing. Like yeah, exactly. Maybe that time that you worked at McDonald's for two weeks, you can't leave <laughs> that out if, you know, it's not really relevant to your career 10 years down the path, then that's totally fine. We're not going to go, you've left information out. <laughs> I worked at um, Kmart when I was in uni, so and I, I love Kmart, so maybe I should put that back in there and then I'll be on Kmart's radar. <laughs> I should do the marketing for Kmart. Hashtag. This is what I'm saying. Not sponsored yet. <laughs> And we won't tell you why Jade no longer works at Kmart either, because that's another story. Oh, I forgot <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> hey, who's it? Moving on. So, for that job history, so it's your relevant workplaces, but you also want to be putting in there things like, it's you know, it's not about the, uh, this is where I learned to use Excel and um, I have customer service experience and all those kind of resume type things. Um, this is, you know... Just imagine if you were reading it, what would interest you? Yeah. You know, if you're reading it and you find it boring, P.S. other people will too. So a good thing to put in here are things like learning curves. Um, You know, when I was in this position, I had to work across um, 30 different locations across Queensland and it really helped me to understand the benefit of streamlined communication um, getting back to people in a timely manner you know what I mean like what are the things that you how how did you grow as a professional in that role yeah and then also any highlights or milestones so things like you know implementing the company's first ever project management system um, get you know like was a a great experience and you know since then I've gone on to develop you know, further in that area or whatever it might be sort of thing. So learning curves, highlights, milestones, and highlights can also be like, you know, it was incredibly exciting at this position because we were able to work with brands like Kmart, Samsung, and I don't know, Telstra or whatever, you know, or like I worked with 
Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, like those kind of anything that was anything that you actually found interesting at the job. Yeah. That's what you want to put in there. And again, it doesn't have to be huge. It can just be one or two lines. You know, it, it's just, like I said, it's like anything that you write. If you are reading it and you find it boring, other people will too. So that really is your guide as to whether it's, you know, something that's interesting or not. Sounds good. Okay, so next we're going to talk about how to set up a company page. Right, yes. So company pages, there's really not a lot to them. Um, there's something that you can, um, you know, put together quite quickly. So company page is like a profile page where you have, and it's like Facebook, you've got like your banner. Yep. Um, but the banner is really skinny. So unless you really feel the need to, don't even worry about getting something designed for it. Just put in like a brand image. So something related to what you do that works in that landscape sort of version. Yeah, something like if you've got a, a landscape photo of your building, if it's quite nice, or a work site, like depending what you do. But if you do decide to design something up, use Canva. That way you've got the right sizing specifications yeah. because, yeah, it is a pain in a butt. Size. It is. It's a, it's an awkward space. Um, and then your profile pic should obviously be your logo. Um, it's like Facebook where it doesn't have to be your logo with the full name or anything in it because your the name of your page, which is obviously the name of your company, will always be beside that profile pic, whether it's that someone's on the page, whether you're commenting, whether you're posting, they're always together. So that profile pic just can be you know, your brand icon or something like that. So again, it's, it's like the, with the headshots yep. needs to be clear, recognizable. Like some people will put photos of the front of their business or their, a group photo of their team. And then it's like three, pixels, perfect by three pixels. I know when I'm on my phone, I cannot see who the hell that is or where that is. And like, it just, yeah, make it an opportunity for brand awareness and brand recognition. Use your logo for your profile pic. So what you're thinking there is McDonald's M mm. because we know what that means without the word McDonald's being written next to it. So your icon, your image, your logo without the words. Yeah. So like the Nike tick. Yeah. I'm glad you said it. I just did the symbol, the hand symbol, which you can't see on a podcast. Useful. And then like your individual profile, you want to fill out all of your sections for both the searchability and user experience. So, you know, keyword friendly um, blurb about the company, just because there's contact information fields, like obviously you want to fill those out, but that doesn't mean that you can't put a call to action into your blurb as well. So you can talk about your business, you could bullet point what your services are, and then you could say, you know, if you want a no obligation quote, or if you want to come visit our workshop or whatever it might be and put your contact details again, there's no law against, um, you know, doing something that's a little bit more prominent there. Um, and then lastly is linking your staff. So like we were saying before, um, when, so the way that you do it is that in someone's personal profile, when they add a job history, when they start typing in the company name, it will come up with suggestions of company pages on LinkedIn. So they would then select your company page from there. So obviously it needs to be created before they can select it. Yeah. And then when they hit save on that job history segment, then they will show up as connected from the company page. But it also means that people can click through from their profile to the company page. Right. Like I said, the your company logo or your company profile pic will show up on their page as well, which just looks nice. Awesome. Cool. So the next thing we want to cover is some tips. Yes. All right. So, Jade, do you have tips on actually using LinkedIn? 
Yes, Alana, I do. The top one being, use it. What? <laughs> that wasn't a pointed remark at anyone in this room. <laughs> Shush your face. <laughs> so my goal is to use our, well, obviously, clearly at the start, I need to use my personal profile a little bit more, but starting by using our business one as well. So yeah. we want to be posting on them at least once a week. Yeah. So for LinkedIn, because it doesn't have the volume that Facebook does, yeah. um, as in it doesn't have as many users, uh, that means that it's not as competitive. So even though there's less people on there, so you're potentially getting seen by less people, it's easier for you to get seen because there's not as much content being shared. Yes. And even more so in regional areas, um, you, you know, in the Mackay region especially, there's a lot of activity these days from Mackay locals on LinkedIn. Um, but still, if you were to post once a week from a personal profile, that you know, you know, as long as it's not shit, like as long as you actually do write something half decent and interesting and no visual and stuff, yes, <laughs> hashtag no shit posts, um, then, you know, that once a week is a good sort of um, goal to aim for yep. to get you that visibility without sort of swamping people's news feeds and stuff. Okay. Um, whereas for a company page, the chances of your stuff showing up in people's um, news feed, like, you know, you can show up potentially in the people who actually do follow you. But because following is not a common thing, you know, even if you just post once a fortnight and repurpose some of your Facebook content for mm -hmm. that LinkedIn page so that if I was to go to the company page because I've done, you know, I've done it through Google or whatever, then there's, it's not too old, the information that's sitting there. Where if, yeah. Like, you know, um, I was looking at one client recently who we hadn't started working with at that stage, um, but their last post was from like, 2017 or something and I was like this this does not look good <laughs> this oh looks dear. like you are no longer in business <laughs> oh dear that's a long time yes yes um but yeah repurposing is you know even for your personal profile you can just be repurposing you know if a if a con if a piece of content worked really really well on Facebook and it has um a business context then you can just give it a tweak add your own personal angle put it in first person whatever and repost it onto LinkedIn. On um, your personal profile. Yeah, a few weeks later or whatever it is. I mean, you already know it's content that resonates with people because, you know, if you've got a lot of reach and engagement, yeah. then you know it's not a dud piece of content um, and you don't have to do too much to it to just, you know, um, repost it from, yeah, your personal or your company page. Okay, awesome. And you've got a tip on how we can increase reach. Yes. So basically Facebook and LinkedIn and those kind of things, they work off what's called a relevancy score. Yeah. So, and this is between different profiles, whether they're company ones or personal ones. Okay. Say that Alana was someone who I really wanted to do business with. Yeah. Then. Of course. Why would I not? My God. Then as well as, you know, me posting once a week to get my content and stuff out there. Yeah. I would also be looking for her content so that I can like and comment on it. And then when she acknowledges that and comments back, then we start to build a stronger relevancy score. Right. And LinkedIn goes, oh, you two are interested in each other. I'm going to show you more of each other's content, which is exactly my master plan. This feels like matchmaking and stalking all in one. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't fucking cool? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if you, if you want to be doing business with people like, yes, you know, posting is a way to, 
to kind of get that visibility and stuff. But as I think we've spoken about in previous podcasts, it's not being visible is not the end game. That's not going to get you anything. Yeah. It's about connecting with people and converting to, you know, whether it's a customer or a hire or whatever it might be. Yeah. So if you want um, to be working with someone, then you're not just pushing content out there. You need to actually be, you know, like how people talk to each other, pretty much what you need to be doing on LinkedIn as well. Liking, commenting on their content, you know, most people will comment back. If you were DMing, like messaging each other, that increases your relevancy score as well. Um, And then, you know, if someone does comment on your post, hit them back a comment or, you know, at least acknowledge it in some way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Sounds great. And like, I've got some work to do. (laughs) (laughs) So to wrap up today, folks, if you were sitting down and getting into a better habit of using your LinkedIn, which everyone will be now, like, obviously that's exactly what's going to happen. The minute everyone, they're going to click this off and go straight to LinkedIn. Well, I will be, (laughs) (laughs) um, not even kidding. (laughs) Laugh at me. Hashtag kidding, not kidding. So sitting down and using your content calendar for planning. It's a tool we've talked about before. It makes batching your work easier. It makes planning what content you're going to have coming up much easier. If you're only doing a fortnightly post on your company profile, then going, hmm, this post went really well on Facebook and this one went really well on LinkedIn and they both had a business um, element to them, then tweak them and chuck them on your corporate LinkedIn page. Um, the other tip is if, while you're sitting down and doing your content planning is to check out episode one. We talked about theme days. It's still relevant for LinkedIn if you're struggling with content ideas and it's going to really help. So check out episode five if you're not sure if you should be on LinkedIn and to find out more about it, check out episode one for theme days. Otherwise, head on over to your LinkedIn and start utilizing it as a stalking relationship building tool for you when you're no, business. A way to genuinely connect with people and build relationships and do business with them, which is the purpose of LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn paying us for this? You just made it sound <laughs> like a plug. Don't think they are. Anyway, thanks heaps for joining us for Marketing Margaritas. We hope you stick around for another episode. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.